Hello, I'm the Codfather, me and Dr. Inns. Uh, we've had a little trip up the M62, uh, back to my hometown of Hull. We're at the O'Reilly's Music Venue, Beverly Road. Uh, I'm here to chat with owner, promoter, sound engineer and musician, Darren Bunting. Uh, he's going to be chatting about the local live music scene, which for me is the heartbeat of the city. Use them or lose them. Uh, so Darren will be giving his uh, insight into the local underground scene and we'll be playing some of his favourite music too. It's a pretty good playlist, I must admit. Uh, iconic bands and some local stuff too. So we're going to kick off with Battalions. And what is it? Marching backwards and Marching forwards. backwards, one of my favourites too, yeah. Yeah, the doctor loves this, so there you go.
Superman and after F Clutch, I'm the Codfather. We're down at Beverly Road at the O'Reilly's uh, music venue. I've got Darren Bunch with me. Thanks for letting us into your humble abode. Yeah. Uh, just, do you want to just, just sit for a little bit? Hey, up. That won't be glass eye. Um, so, you're a venue owner, gig promoter. I know you're a musician. Uh, how did you start this all out? Well, uh, probably failed musician nowadays because I don't really get time to play. When I was 16, my mates had started a little band and there was two guitarists and a singer and needed a bass player, so I ended up as a bass player. Um, started off doing stuff like Iron Maiden and Metallica, right in the middle of the thrash era. Yeah, Did so going back to... 84. 80, and yeah. the mid-80s. Yeah. Um, after a bit of that, got in a few different bands, playing around the country, original okay, yeah, stuff, so covers... Got... You actually yeah. got more than just local. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we good. We, what was the band called? Oh, well, I had a few different ones. The one that did most gigs was called The Apartment, mm. and one year we did about 150 gigs. Um, Impressive. A good hundred of them were outside of Hull, and used to travel up and down the country. Then I ended up in some cover bands, some function bands, different original bands. Played for a good 20 years, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Ended up doing a bit of sound engineering because you never have a sound engineer for your band. So, <laughs> we know that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no taught, comment. <laughs> taught myself how to plug speakers in and how to do it wrong. 
Um, yeah, you've just seen me doing this. Yeah, um, yeah, I was wincing. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Um, so, did that for a while. Then I ended up uh, as a freelance sound engineer because the band we ended up buying our own little PAs. Me and one of the guitarists got quite seriously into that. He runs his own PA hire company now. Um, you can plug it. You can tell us what it is. I can't remember what he calls himself. <laughs> JP Sound, I think it is. Uh, John Pinchin is really good uh, engineer, great well, guitarist. Well him, yeah. yeah. Um, still good mates with him. Um, and while he went off doing that and playing in other bands, our band split up. I went working as a freelance engineer, and from that ended up as a house engineer at the Ringside and the Lamp. Both it's just up. Yeah, there, Ringside's still open as a pub but it doesn't do any live music anymore and the lamp is now flats at the other well, end of the Beverly yeah, Road. It used to be back in the Campanile, didn't it? Yeah. It yeah. was a good little venue, that. The lamp was great. I worked there under two different owners. Um, both times were great. It's just the way the whole whole nightlife and live music scene went. It didn't become sustainable. Um, and that's sort of where I went. How I ended up getting around is because we, I was working at it the ringside. It used to be a snooker place, this didn't it? It was snooker and pool hall. That's um, right. Yeah. Part of the national chain. And the O'Reilly's bit because it was called O'Reilly's Snooker Hall. Uh, it, it was just Riley's. Riley's was yeah. Oh, um, right. There is a story about the name. Our, our landlord Jamie, um, who I get on quite well with, luckily, um, he, he's he's a bit of an entrepreneur, put it that way, and he, he bought the building at auction and he, he saw there was a gap in the market for a decent venue in Hull or a decent three to five hundred capacity venue because the places he'd been going to he wasn't impressed with um, at this point I was still working at the ringside but I wasn't happy with the new management who'd taken over there and through a bit of a convoluted way uh, I got introduced to Jamie Vyrie's mum who I used to work with briefly at the Hull City Council doing some outside events and he was looking for someone to promote in the venue. So I was like, yeah, I've had enough at ringside. I'll come do a few gigs down at O'Reilly's, see how it goes. And then he explained why it was called O'Reilly's because it was the cheapest way to name it, just chucking an O on in front of O'Reilly's. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that, that's that why he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we were down here for a couple of months. It was a bit hit and miss, but I could see the potential in the place. Um, Jamie really didn't want to be running a bar because he's plumber he owns properties he's got all sorts yeah he's got another he's, he's a boxer as well and ex-footballer um so we ended up taking the lease on uh, at the venue um is that, is that why the boxing bit came in the back then is it yeah, down to him being a boxer that's why we still got the boxing connection yeah so you still have boxing either, yeah you? he puts on boxing shows maybe five six times a year now mm. um which all help pay the bills yeah. we have a boxing gym at the rear of the venue which has uh, a proper affiliated boxing club that's mainly aimed at for youth boxers. Yeah. Um, we do some boxer size stuff in there. Another guy runs that. Um, so it's just the building. Yeah. Gets so used. that's yeah. You you, you mm. in what you've got. Yeah. Um, then the rest of the venue obviously is the live music side of it. So, mm. so the pros and cons. Well, um, when I was working at the Lamp and Ringside, I said I would never buy a venue. I'd never run a venue because I saw how much hard work it was. Is this the cons or the pros? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, and then I went exactly against my own advice and I ended up with a venue. Um, after, we, after we'd been here, well, our first lease was five years and we started off quite well the first couple of years. Then the City of Culture hit 
um, yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about we'll, later. We will. What year uh, is this, Darren? When, when did you start uh, after 20, the first league? Uh, 2013 ish. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was August 12th, 2013. I'll never forget that date. <laughs> um, we, we had a five year lease. After City of Culture, turnouts went through the floor, passing trade disappeared. Uh, it became very hard work, and I basically said to Jamie Landlord, yeah, we're going to wind it up now. Uh, the guys who originally opened the venue with me had all backed out or been sacked. <laughs> so it was basically a one-man business, just me. Um, but obviously Jamie didn't want to lose us, uh, so we did a bit of a negotiate, should we say, so we signed another five-year lease. So we've been here seven and a bit years now. Uh, yeah, we've got another three years to go. Um, it's picking up at the moment. Uh, I think we found our niche. Uh, other venues shutting has possibly helped us a bit as well, which is a pity, but that's business. Um, and we're getting quite well known around the country. Uh, I often say this, we're probably better known outside of Hull than we are in Hull. Yeah, well, we do plug your show and yeah. stuff on. We do, we do try and do our little bit because we, we are big advocates for the for the local music scene. Yeah, and we... we bring a lot of bands from around the country to the venue so obviously they spread the word because um, the majority of them seem to have a good time um, well I say we've been, to, we've been to a few gigs here and we've always, we've always enjoyed it There's, you know, yeah. and you get a, quite an array of different types of oh yeah, I'd, I'd, get, I'd get bored if we had just one type of music on all yeah. the time um, at the moment from a business point of view we've gone we do quite a lot of tribute shows but we have a wide range of tribute bands, um, yeah, yeah. which keeps it interesting as well. Like we have uh, Rolling Stones ones coming up, but we also do quite well with the metal end of it, yeah. like Metallica and Dio tributes. But uh, we, the best one we've had recently, uh, we had a Coldplay tribute. Seriously? And they were absolutely fantastic. Ultimate Coldplay, I'll give them a shout out. Yeah. Um, if if you're paying like, your bills as well. Well, yeah. Um, very. It's about getting bodies through that door. Yeah, and very enjoyable to work with as well because musically they were spot on. The front man looked like the guy from Coldplay. You know, they pulled it off. They were a very good shirt. But it also keeps it interesting for me. You know, if I was doing metal six nights a week, yeah, I'd probably get a little bit bored. Well, we we know that we playlists and we try and you know we we, yeah. we do sort of put a variety of different. You know, sometimes we'll go. A bit more mainstream. Other times we'll go for a lot of unsigned and underground mm. bands, and there's a lot of fabulous bands out there that oh, get heard. Yeah, the, the amount that we have coming through the doors over the years, it just there's some amazing bands out there. Um, I mean, on the side, I also run nights at service station in the whole city centre, my friend's bar, and we get a lot of good original. Yeah, you do Tuesdays and Thursdays there, don't you? Yeah, it's acoustic on. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, we do an acoustic Tuesday, which is. You get a free pint as well, don't you? If you. Yeah, if, if you get on your social media you and you share the venue media, yeah. thing and this, that, the other, you can get yourself a free pint of Guinness, which oh. is my favourite. Oh. If anyone ever wants to buy me one. Oh, uh, or a Hop House 13, so it's, it's nice yeah, beer. Decent beer. Well, they're both uh, made by Guinness, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, same brewer. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we do a nice acoustic night on a Tuesday down there, which is inclusive. We get people from all over the country coming to play that. And on a Thursday, it tends to be more original bands. Yeah, Everything stuff. from your punky stuff to pop and indie and whatever anyone wants really so just quickly advice mm. to yourself or others with what you know now about starting up a venue just uh, quickly and then we'll go to uh, Snowflake and it's Bud Sugar yeah, yeah, um, a local band yeah um, basically don't do it 
No, that's fine. That's a wrap. Good night, good bless. I mean, I don't regret doing it, and I have learned a lot over the last few years. And yeah, I probably would do it again. Um, had some good times, had some bad times. As I say, well, I learned I a lot. I think you get that in working life anyway, don't you? Oh, yes. I mean, so, this is about my fourth career I'm on, on Saving Out. So. I think, though, if you didn't have a passion, like this is what we do yeah. when we're doing the music and stuff like that, if you've not got a passion for something, you would have given it up a long time oh, ago. Oh, too right, yeah. It's like, it's not, you get paid in other ways than, than monetary, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, absolutely. You could have got a nine-to-five job. Oh, and, I've done that. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I'm not going back to that Yeah, yet. it doesn't work, does it? But once you've got when you, this passion of live music and the performance there and the enjoyment, it's a different ball game, isn't it? Right. Blood sugar. Snowflake. A bit of controversy about this locally. Oh, it? yes. Right. We're back in a minute.
Jethro Tull. We're back with O'Reilly's in home with Darren Bunting and uh, Dr. Ains over there. It's, uh, keeps chirping now and again. Good track that, Darren. I quite like that. It was, yeah, um, I like, I'm a bit of a Tull fan and that's a bit more of a rocky end of what they do. Yeah, because uh, like I said, off air, we're sort of saying about the, the flute. Mm. So, right, we get back to being a venue owner. Uh, local scene. And how it's altered, isn't it? Because you say you've been here nine, seven years. Yes, yeah. Uh, how has that. it changed over the last seven years? It. Well, when we first opened, the metal and sort of alternative scene in Hull was very strong. Uh, there was quite big crowds. Um, it probably peaked from a grassroots local level uh, about the second or third year we were here. And I particularly remember a show that had the colour line on, who were a local tech metal band right. support supporting a band called Furs from Liverpool unfortunately out on the go anymore and a few more local bands and it was a Thursday night and we had nearly 250 people in for it and that was good basically gig, the yeah. high point it was a brilliant show great turnout really good strong scene and ever since then there's been a bit of a slow decline um, now I don't think there's any band in Hull of that ilk that could pull more than 200 people there's some there's some great bands in Hull yeah, like is. Battalions we played earlier um, Book well, Sugar's another one you, know, you just played that yeah I'm, I'm just thinking more of the, the alternative and metal scene um, there's Of Allies a bit more alt rock they're absolutely fantastic yeah we've uh, New Meds is another one New Meds yeah they're on the way up and yeah. all those bands are as good if not better than any of the bands that were around back two three years ago but that whole crowd just seems to have... It's, it's basically it's about a third of what it was, which is really frustrating because the bands are just as good. The the venues are here for them to play. Obviously, we're here. There's um, Dive on Princess Avenue started yeah. doing a few gigs. But that's a tiny venue. It's great because I think capacity is about 60. Intimacy, don't you? Yeah, yeah so. so you don't need a lot of people for it to feel like a really busy gig. But I think that's a reflection on how things are. I would say, that, uh, Darren, mm. do you think... Social media is killing a lot of stuff, and I, I say I say this for a reason. Is do you think people are sat at home, looking at the videos that people post up, the pictures they post up, and going on YouTube? That's good enough for me. I've been to gig, I've not been, you know, I've not got off my ass and gone to see that mm. live thing. Um, I don't think, I don't think that's particularly a reason. But the rise of social media, home entertainment, the internet as it is. Mm. I think it's a it's a general overall social because it's not just venues are struggling. You look at how many pubs have shut. Yeah, you know ones that didn't do live music were just you. That's what I said, but you, yeah, you're serving point. a purpose. Yeah, you yeah. go back to like this is the art and soul of mm. you know if these places and I, I, this is what worries me. If these places go under and there's no way, what happens? Yeah, I mean I think it's you know we don't, I don't I don't want to watch X Factor and see mm. karaoke and I don't. Yeah, you know. And this is why I said the, these places to me are very, very important. I think what you have to do to keep the doors open is find a niche or, yeah. or find what works for you. Mm. We, I think we have here, the last year it's definitely started to pick up again. We've sort of got our own feel to the place again. Uh, you've got a place like Dive have opened, which is smaller. Adelphi keeps going, which is a yeah. smaller venue. And I think it's cutting your cloth according to what you can pull through the doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we carry on we have boxing shows every now and again they help pay the bills we have tribute bands on people come through the doors to them which means we can still keep up and still do the original music as well 
Yeah, yeah um, we can yeah. subsidise it basically. And what we've we've spoken about this, me and the, me the, the doctor here, about you know you get cover bands, tribute bands, and mm. the the one they demand a certain fee, and, mm. and you think well it's but an original band, you know, like they're happy with the case of Lager, just to, Mm-hmm. And trying to, you know, we spoke about this, yeah, haven't we? we have, yeah. Trying to get people and pull them away and just say, just have a listen. Well, I don't know anything about them. They might be rubbish. They might, I don't know what they're singing. Well, why don't you try listening to? And it really is hard to get people. Mm. This is the same why the show we do. Yeah, we try and put original stuff on, unsigned stuff. And the majority of decent unsigned bands have stuff online available to listen to. And if they so want to send me anything, they can. It's yeah. uh, what's the email? W no, not W. Yeah, the Codefather DJ One at Gmail dot com. Yeah, and mm. we do have a website. It's www.thecodefatherdj.com. Yep. So MP3 format and send me a, send me a tune. You might get on our Friday night alternative jukebox. Yeah, I mean the thing is, the stuff's out there for people to listen to. There's some good stuff if they can be bothered to click. And it's not a lot to do to click and have a listen. It's easy. Mm. And if you don't like it after 20 seconds, you turn it off and listen to something else. It's brilliant for that. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, for me, like you just said there, like, you know, internet, for that reason, mm. oh, there's a band on that, so-and-so. Mm. You can access the music. You go on YouTube, lots of social media, and you, you, you type the band's name in, and away you go. Mm. So would you say there's too much choice? We're, we're absolutely flooded with it now because... Like technology now, you can set up, like, let's go back 10 years, 20 years, where you used to have to pay a lot of money to get the equipment to set something up. You have to go into a studio. Now you can get stuff into your, in your bedroom. And like we're sat here with a laptop and, a, and, yeah. a, and a, a microphone, you can produce this for a small amount of money. Um, I, th- I think it's actually a good thing. Yeah, oh, definitely it, a good thing. It, yeah. It, yeah. it gives people the freedom to create more yeah. and yeah. publish more. It's harder to be heard because there's so much more noise out there yeah. and so much more competition. And there's a lot of people doing it like yeah, saturated. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s when I was first gigging, most of our gigs used to get listed in Kerrang! And people used to look in Kerrang! to see what was on yeah, in their local music, area. Yeah, they had the music mags, didn't they? Mm. Now, there, there isn't that same printed media anymore. Um, it's The internet is just full of stuff. Yeah. So if you want to find out what's going on, it's quite difficult. I mean, that's another thing. I, um, I got involved with and I settled because I was getting frustrated. I have a little um, Facebook page and group and a Twitter for called Live Music in Hull. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just O'Reilly's and it's not just... Yeah, I've seen it. I think, we're, well, I think you're on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to promote all the live music in Hull from the Bonus Arena to the Delphi. Yeah. If I see it, I'll reshare it for people to find out. So it is difficult for people to find out what's going on. And it's something probably the Hull City Council should be doing and I have heard something might be in the pipeline. If it comes off, I'll be very happy, and I'm hoping to get involved. But it's early days at the minute. But it's that signposting people and going. There is this live music on. Go check it out. Mm. It, most of, there's a lot of free stuff to go see as well. So you're not even risking cash. You know. Yeah, no, I think they have this misconception that they have to buy alcohol. Yeah. You know, if you come through that door, I've, 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 uh, you know, and I've had a yeah. drink. Yeah. Because I'm driving. Hmm? You're not going to say, "Hang on a minute, mate." You. you You've only had a, a lemonade. Yeah. Get back to the bar. Now I've come to see the band. Hmm? You don't have to get hammered to enjoy live music. No, there's you know. Um, I, I mean, when I go out, to like, I do like to have a beer because yeah. I'm not working. So it's my downtime. Yeah. And most of my downtime is either at gigs or ice hockey. So. <laughs> yeah, so I was just going to say, yeah. With, with, so, yeah, it's uh, just getting that paper through the door. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest change, and you don't. Oh yeah, you can't I mean, put your finger on why. I, I think it's just a general change of attitude, the way people consume music, art, and culture, films, that digital we just, world. Yeah, we can just do it in our living room now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, going back to the eighties and nineties, uh, there was a bar in the town centre called um, Shell Combs. Yes, I remember yeah. it well. Yeah, and every Monday night it used to be metal night, and they used to have metal bands on. And after time, you didn't know who was on because you didn't have the internet. And if it wasn't listed in Kerrang, you just you took a know. chance. Yeah, you just went. I saw some brilliant bands in there over the years, yeah. um, and some quite well-known ones like Martial Law, if anyone remembers them. Yeah, yeah from Birmingham, I think. Uh, yeah. Very Judas Priesty metal. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, another one from Birmingham called Ark Prog Rock, who were absolutely fantastic. In fact, I've still got some of the stuff on my laptop. <laughs> um, you know, and, and stuff, and you just got to take a chance. And if you didn't like it, you just, just go to another pub. Yeah, just go and find know. something else. Well, um, that's the thing we can't understand is that just take the chances. A lot, a lot of these gigs are free. You go there, wow. Yeah, go there. What, what you got to lose? You know what I mean? You could come out with a new favorite band, and you know. Yeah, take a chance. You might actually find somebody that you know. Maybe one day might might become famous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen quite a few. I mean, back in. When I first started promoting properly, I used to do stuff at a bar called Sharky's on George yeah, Street. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, we had bands. the corner from Service Station. Yeah, yeah, just down from them. Um, and we had bands like Don Brocco and uh, the Virgin Marys there. Virgin oh, Marys have played There you go. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah. Um, both those bands, well, Don Brocco are absolutely massive now. Virgin Marys are still on the go and should be massive. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, so we've played a bit of their stuff. Uh, we'll come back, we'll talk a little bit about fun things you do when uh, you're not. Uh, away from the venue and yep. it says things like uh, video shoots etc mm-hmm. so we're going to do a little bit of Metallica so you can destroy back in a minute <laughs>
Chill, Iron Maiden running free. Bit of Paul Diano there. Yeah. Mm, yeah, good choice, good choice, good yeah. choice. Yeah, because everybody said nothing wrong with Mr. Dickinson. I, I agree, but I do prefer. I met Mr. Diano once. Did you know? Yeah, his solo band played um, an old club on Albion Street in Hull, which isn't there anymore, which is Flats. He's Battlezone band. Oh, right. Probably no one will remember because they're bombed. Yeah, it's not always if you sort of slightly fit in as well. It's not always work, does yeah, it? Yeah, two, two albums and let's do another new band. Never mind. <laughs> so, right, we're at O'Reilly's in, uh, on Beverly Road in Hull. I've got Darren Bunting, he's uh, the venue owner. And he's going to tell me a little bit about the fun things he does away from the venue. Well, yeah, most of them are still involved with music in a way. We do quite a few photo and video shoots at the venue, actually. Uh, and they can be really good fun. Um, 99% Cobra, a band I know you've seen. Yeah. Uh, we did a great one out the back, uh, Attack of the Honey Badger. Um, it's not not the track I've put down to play, but um, yeah, that track there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, that that was running around the back of the venue and being chased by a honey badger. Like you do. Yeah, uh, and it's a fantastic video. It was done by uh, a guy called Joey Aitchison, JWA Creations. He does a lot of video shoots at the venue and out and about. He's an absolutely fantastic guy. Um, but yeah, people should check that one out on YouTube. That's a really funny video. And you get to see all the graffiti on the back of the venue. Oh, so, right. Oh, is that a sore subject or is that a, a no, Well, it's just, I mean, I, I love graffiti, I love art, but when it's just tagging and general yeah, rubbish, you should, yeah, it's you, not the same Yeah, thing. if you want something that's artistic and creative and you think, well, that looks, add something to it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, rather than somebody's name yeah, that you can't actually read. I mm, think old Phil's, uh, they did a, a little bit here when it was with oh, Stimpy Myth. Yes, yeah, they probably did actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing the clip, and I can't remember them, but they did the town centre and then moved the sofa, and, mm. but I remember a little bit in here, and the, you know, yeah. the sat about, yeah. So, but yeah, photo and video shoots are quite good fun. Um, away from music stuff because obviously the rest of my time I usually go to gigs but uh, I'm a failed lapsed rugby league fan I suppose I used to play when I was a kid well, yeah, well up till about 24 um, I'm a Rovers fan for no 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 that's good good we like that I'm a red and white well it feels like you're banging your head against a brick wall at the minute but hey ho um, after watching the derby you know, we were a bit unlucky with that one we've not we've not picked up since no, no we've gone I thought if we play anything like that we'll yeah, and we've just sort of the week after. Up. Yeah, we're shocking. Yeah, well, that's um, another story. But we haven't actually said we're going to uh, be league champions or anything, <laughs> have we? So no, no. That's how uh, that's how my defence. Avoiding relegation looks like good for them at the minute. Well, yeah, if we can do that. Um, Sport-wise, I'm I'm a big ice hockey fan. Um, you I'm, know, boxing. I, I enjoy. I appreciate boxing. Um, no, I'm just saying with it being at the venue, I just yeah. You know. No, I was never a boxing fan particularly, uh, but working on boxing shows and seeing the boxers close up and how fit they've got to be. Well, that way it goes into it. Yeah, yeah I, I've got a massive appreciation for anyone who who can box and who gets in the ring. Um, I certainly couldn't do it. I just get a red mist, so I'd be <laughs> windmilling. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, that ability to control your anger and emotions. It's just that's a real skill. Um, yeah, working to a plan. Yeah, um, and also being able to keep to that plan when someone's battering you around the back of the head. It's yeah, it's always oh, it works well on hook and jab mates. It's when somebody hits you back in the yeah, head, I suppose. Yeah. So, so away away from that, I, I'm a big ice hockey fan. I've been watching the what whole team. What is it now? What they're called? Whole. It's the whole pirates. The whole pirates have been for a couple of seasons now. I'm just saying. Um, I, I was talking off air. I said I remember the Umberside Seahawks. Yeah, the big Air Hawks. I mean, I started going in the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Dale well, Lambert was, I remember. Yeah, the Lamberts. And yeah, the, yeah, his brother played as well, didn't he? Yeah, Ross. Uh, I believe one of them died recently. I oh. can't remember which one. Um, back then it was <laughs> a very different sport to how it is now. Um, well, it's all health and safety now, isn't it? Even the, even the enforcers or the guns, as you say, have to have some sort of rules, don't they? Well, nah, <laughs> there, there's still a few about. But, it's um, still very physical and skillful. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, Hull's basically a, a second division team. Yeah. Um, basically, because of the size of the arena, size of the crowds, financial side of it. Um, but it's still great, exciting sport to watch, even at that level. Um, well, I even think, because it's that confined, isn't it? You know, mm. you can't have a boring nil-nil. No, no. Because, like you say, it's sort of all action, isn't it, from, oh, from start to finish? Yeah, the speed, physicality, uh, the aggression in the game. Uh, it's and just you've got a little goal to try and score in. <laughs> yeah. And a big fat goalie. Yeah, indeed, covered, goal in, covered in pads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, a, with a big stick to hit yeah, people yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's, I do like my uh, physical, fast sports. Yeah, it's good. All right, well, you sucked. We spoke a little bit about lack of media coverage and advertising and marketing costs yeah. for running. Well, videos. I mean, this ties a little bit into sport, really. Um, we've, we've said the ice hockey thing because ice hockey is a minority sport in this country. Yeah. Uh, saying that, you can get a good few thousand at a game in Hull. It's, it's not a big arena, but then you've got places like Nottingham, which is a massive arena, and they're getting. Is it Sheffield? Though, and Sheffield. They? And they, they get the big. The yeah, big crowds, you're talking they? 20,000, maybe more. But getting coverage for that sport is very difficult, and that's a professional sport. So, and that's very similar to trying to get coverage for music in the lo in media locally and nationally. Um, there's quite a few parallels to it, really. Uh, the thing is, as well, it's not just getting the coverage; it's getting uh, the interaction with people, especially on social media. Um, I mean, I'm quite friendly with people who run other venues and working venues, and I know how much time and effort they're putting in to their marketing yeah. and I just think I wish I had that much time and effort and money and even then they don't always succeed you know it's it's as if, you, if you've got to throw enough at the wall and hope some of it sticks if if there's people starting out now Darren and they want to like they've got a smaller venue or, or they wanted to promote their bands even what would you have any uh, tips on one of those what what's worked well for you uh, in the past yeah what would you see yeah get what you mean yeah uh, if I wanted to put a gig on here yeah I suppose there's that in there. right okay so say you came to me and said I wanted to put a show on um, which we might know yeah <laughs> the, the way the way I see the way to give yourself the biggest chance of success is for everybody involved to do their bit mm. so the promoter has to get his finger out and do his online marketing and so maybe some physical marketing poster and firing uh, the venue has to promote that the show's on at the venue to their crowd yeah. and their social media audience. The bands who are playing need to tell their fans to play because yeah. there's no no guarantee that any one of those fans of those three people will have connections to the other two. Yeah. So you need to cover all the bases. Everyone has to do their bit, and at least then you've got the chance of people knowing it's on. Yeah. yeah. And they might turn out. Physical f media promotion. I mean, going back to the 80s and 90s, you used to be out there with your bucket of wallpaper paste and your posters and fly poster everywhere. Yeah. People don't seem to take much, pay much attention to physical media now, even posters, flies, magazines. You look at how few magazines and papers are sold now compared to what it used to be. So that's a bit of a dying market. Um, I mean, I often get people say to us, why don't you poster everywhere? 
people, A, it costs you in time and money, and B, the actual response you get a tiny. Mm. Now, I, I worked at the local newspaper for 20 years, and we used to do flyering out with the free newspapers and stuff. Yeah. And even back in its heyday, response rate, if you got a 1% response yeah. rate for your flyering, you've done exceedingly well. Yeah. So nowadays, you've got to think, in a niche like original music, that response rate is going to be even smaller than that. Um, yeah, and you think it's nearly impossible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I know a few years ago there was a promoter put a show on here. Um, quite big bands in the metal and hardcore scene. Uh, he put loads of effort in. He went physically flyering down at Queen's Gardens on a Saturday afternoon, putting flyers in alternative people's hands. Yeah. And saying, there's this show on next Saturday. This uh, And he said, bring the flyer to get money off. Not one turned up. Wow. And he was targeted his market or what he assumed was his market and yeah. I don't disagree with it yeah. so if you've got someone wandering around with a Metallica or an Amphrax or a Slayer t-shirt and you're putting a hardcore metal gig on you would think they might be interested you would like to think so um, and yeah so physical stuff is an interesting one mm. um, I'd love to have the money to just try it but when we used to when we first opened first couple of years we did a listings poster every month a couple of hundred of them out takeaway shops wherever we could get them and it became a waste of time and money unfortunately mm. um, which was a pity because it's real good to look back on and you see a massive list of 20 gigs and go that's what we had on that year and that month um, but then you think oh, hang on hardly anyone can see that much yeah. so what I'm getting from there is like you, you're talking that it's a joint effort with all, oh, the, all, yeah. the, all the cogs that are in there from the mm. promoters to the bands to the venue yeah. these guys have got to pull together and, and make sure you've covered and it's to be seen by everybody. I suppose that's about communication as well. Just oh. say, well, I've done this and I've put it on there. Yeah. Can I tag you in it or whatever? I mean, there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Very much so. And also, some some bands and some styles of music seem to have a different draw on different social medias. Uh, the venue, we're very strong on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've got quite a big Facebook following, get a good reach, get quite a lot of response. Instagram it's just throwing things into the air and getting nothing but mm. some bands are the other way around their Instagram following is massive and they get loads of interaction yeah it can be um, a miscount and that's why everyone needs to work together because that yeah band if you've got a strong inter- Instagram you'd say mm. well you'll bang it on there yeah. Yeah. My, my Facebook's strong my Twitter's absolutely steaming or whatever yeah I mean a good example of that we've this Sunday coming up we've got a Linkin Park tribute um, what time is that on? Uh, it'll be 7 o'clock Sunday night um, I think it's a tenor on the door there's local Limp Biscuit tribute on as well so it's a good night they've already sold over 100 tickets online and they're very strong with their Instagram and oh, they've got right. like a video on there and stuff promoting the show so it's going to be a decent tenor yeah, you'd so like to think for a Sunday night I'm quite happy with 100 already yeah. and and you might get like you say oh, what's going on in there well the thing the is door. as well is we tend to sell most tickets in the last 3 or 4 days before a show so, so to get that sort of already, you, yeah. you guaranteed that whether so, whether the turn up's another thing, but if they paid for it, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping we might get 150, 200 in from, which would be great. Good oh, for a Sunday. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, like you said, so. more people need to do this. Yeah. Right, we'll go to uh, 99% Cobra. You just mentioned these guys. Yeah. Well, this this song actually was quite an interesting video shoot we did in the venue. Um, people should check it out on um, on YouTube because there's some quite exciting parts. Um, You'd probably be able to guess where I was stood in the background, hidden with my bucket of sand and my fire extinguisher. Ah, oh, right, that's one to watch. Is it Leopard Print Party Princess or something? Yeah. Right, well, back in a moment.
Alright, we're back at O'Reilly's with Darren Bunton, myself and the Doctor. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about working with other venues. And uh, Oh no, sorry, I got, I'm getting ahead of myself there. Right? Surviving the city of culture. Yeah. And working with other venues, because I thought the tie-in were one another. The one runs on from the other, yeah. Um, as I said earlier, the first couple of years we were open, we did quite well. Um, basically, it's a, in Hull there's a big thing, if you knew you pull a crowd to start with um, so we, we did quite well we went off to a bit of a flying start yeah, so I suppose that novelty oh let's go and have a look they're intrigued yeah. aren't they yeah curiosity um, and at the time there was a big rock and metal alternative scene support as well um, so we, we got off to a bit of a flyer um, I'd love to go back and do it again knowing what I know now because we weren't as profitable as we should have been but that's a business a learning curve mm. um, and then we Totally in a way, about the third, third and halfway through about the third year, City of Culture started, which in, initially I was very excited about. Yeah, 2017, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and I was a little bit involved to start with promoting the idea that Hull was going to be City of Culture, got involved a bit trying to share stuff. And initially, all the social media and the promotion was run by a, a local group. And then the official City of Culture team took it over. And going from quite an inclusive and you're getting your events shared and being able to sort of drop them a message on Facebook and say oh we've got this coming up can you share it and they share it on the pages suddenly all that stopped which was a bit disappointing and you've no and, idea why well <laughs> I, I had a vague idea um, and then I went to a few of the sort of seminars and things with uh, Martin Green and the people in charge when they were asking whole people and venues what did we want out of the city of culture now the majority of venue owners promoters musicians all says we need somewhere central to advertise our events you know jump on the back of city of culture these things are already going on or we're going to do more of them in city of culture can you help us ballot you know having a website for us to advertise it all on so anyone interested can just go to one place now yeah, it sort of makes sense doesn't yeah it? now centralize everything at the time Martin Green and the directors of the City of Culture Company, whatever, said, oh, yeah, well, that's a brilliant idea. We're going to do that with our website. We're going to have a calendar on the website. Everyone can put their events on, and everyone can see what's going on in Hull, as well as the stuff we're putting on for City of Culture. And everyone was like, what a brilliant idea. This is exactly what we need. You know, and we can get involved. We tried to get involved on the venue front, say, look, if anyone's looking for a venue, we're here, 500 capacity, this, that, the other. Had a couple of people from the city culture team came out and had a look, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll include you. This, that, the other. Like, oh, brilliant! This, this sounds good. This was in the year running up to twenty seventeen. When it actually came round to the year, we just basically got ignored, as did a lot of other venues and promoters in the city. On top of that, you couldn't get your events listed on their website because, unofficially, I was told they didn't want the um, competition because they wanted to make sure that their events was, were a success. And that really upset myself and a few people. Well, yeah, why not give everybody a little bit? Yeah. As the year went on and there was a bit of a groundswell against it, this, you started to be able to get your events on their calendar. But it was you'd have to email them it, fill a form in. Seven, ten days later, it might go live if you were lucky. So as the city culture went on, there was obviously a lot more competition to people's spend. So lots of things going on free events paid for events whatever but even if it's a free event if someone goes to it they're going to spend money getting oh, their yeah. 
drinks, food, mm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there's always a cost, isn't there? Yeah, so that sucked a lot of the leisure money in the city away from the regular venues. We just carried on doing what we did. You know, you've just got to get your head down and keep going. And we managed to get through the year just, even though we saw our turnover halve. Um, and we've slowly been building that up since. So that's basically that. We just had to survive it and keep going. And touch wood, we have done. Um, it was a very frustrating time for us and a lot of other venues in the town. But the ones that have managed to stay open, it's one of these things, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. So that's, uh, is that then where you all started working together then as independent venues against uh, a bit of a backlash well, against this or some in some some cases but also what tended to happen there's been a bit of a churn of different venues opening and shutting over the last few years uh, places like Cardoma have shut which was a pity that was a lovely little venue yeah it was yeah um, it was where the old um, bonus electrical building was mm-hmm. it used um, to work there yeah um, Fruit on Humber Street shut for the redevelop around Humber Street yeah we loved that one didn't we we've seen some yeah, really good bands in there yeah. but in some ways it was quite good for us because some of the events have come here to our rallies we also had a bit of a friction with some of the people who were running these venues that shut not Cardoma that was Malcolm and Mike, you down there were great, but a few of the other venues that opened and shut. Um, basically, it was not friendly competition. There was a few nasty bits and bobs. Now, a lot of those people aren't working, running venues anymore. They moved to other cities, and the people in the venues left are just getting on with stuff. And we we sort of work. I wouldn't say we work together, but we try to maybe complement each other. We don't yeah. compete. Yeah. It's different nights and we, stuff we've like found that, our yeah. own niches you know yeah, like yeah. you've got the polar there you've got welly you've got dive on uh prince Sav, you've got the adult you know and yeah there's plenty plenty yeah, going on yeah and we sort of try and avoid stepping on each other's toes because there's no need no you know um what we do well probably doesn't work well at polar bear what polar bear do well isn't going to work at the adelphi sometimes and no. what adelphi does don't work here so and it's not a case of trying to steal other people's audiences. You should try and create your own audience, and that's what we've always tried to do at the venue. When we started, there was no one else really doing the metal and alternative stuff we were doing. You know, you get the odd one at the Adelphi, but we became the home for it for a while. Yeah, you, like you say, yeah. it's that niche. You find, you find your, your audience. Yeah, but then you found a few places trying to do exactly the same stuff and nick that crowd. Which, that loops it then, doesn't it? Yeah, and instead of going look, we're going to put this show on, have you got anything on at the same time mm. to try and avoid competing, to put stuff on to directly compete with us and other people. And that put my back so up a for a while. cloak and dagger stuff. Then. Yeah, and I'm glad to say that doesn't really happen anymore. Well, um, that's, that's a good thing then. Oh, definitely. I mean, the guys who run Welly are great, the guys at Polar Bear spot on. We've, we share some staff with some of the other venues as well. So. But yeah, don't you? I mean, that surely it must it must benefit everybody if you oh, if you're all helping each other out. Isn't that, uh, the point, like you say, of that multi agency or whatever you want to call oh. it. You know, I'll work with you. You work with me. Yeah, it, they're it, not really my. You know, I'm sure you'll get banned. You think, well, they're not really healthy. Well, polar bear might be a better option for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, sending these guys along, or give yeah. them a. You know. Yeah, I mean, we we get that a lot of the time I mean I'll, I'll send people to other venues if they're not going to work here same as I know I get Mark from the session Dan who booked the sesh they'll send bands to me that they know they're not going to fit in on a Tuesday night and I can maybe put them at the service station or at our rallies 
and that's good for the bands and it's good for us you yeah, know good stuff more, more the merrier right, so we'll we'll have a little break there we'll go to uh, a bit of merillion oh yes i'm a bit of a um, prog in yeah, me yeah we'll go back to a bit of prog and then uh, we'll talk about uh, unrealistic uh, views of agents oh yes uh, i know it's one of your you know this is a these are your questions and we'll be back very shortly this is what's it called you're gone i believe mm-hmm. here we go back in a minute Oh, 
song is not a rebel song. This song is Sunday, bloody Sunday.
there you go, Sunday Bloody Sunday, you're with the Codfather, Dr. Ains and Darren Bunting at the O'Reilly's. Uh, talking a little bit about the city of culture and all things venue related and running local gigs. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, agents <laughs> I know, and their unrealistic views oh. on, uh, on the act's ability to pull a crowd. Yeah, that, that's a bit of an interesting one. Obviously, running a venue, I deal with a lot of managers and agents for acts as well as acts direct and i'm always amazed when you're dealing with an agent now i know their job is to get the biggest fee possible for their act because they're usually on a commission on what they get but when you're telling an agent you think a band's only going to pull 20 people to a gig and they're still expecting to be paid as if they were pulling 120 it becomes quite an interesting negotiation just what's the the box you know for a band what what sort of money are you looking at gen you know gen, i know it, i know it varies but yeah it an can, average sort of it two, can massively two to three hundred quid well it can massively vary from a small underground say metal band doing the first or second tour or not particularly well known they might want 50 pound just to cover the petrol money yeah to a couple a tri- of beers or whatever yeah, yeah. or to a, a tribute band who have a quite a following they might be looking for a thousand pound yeah so there's yeah. a, like a say, massive there's range big... yeah um i mean we we've had shows where i've put acts on i mean our normal sort of deal is a door split and we're we're quite i don't know if the generous is the word but our our standard deal is if we put a, an event on with a band and we do a door split they'll get 80 percent of door and ticket sales and you'll take what's well, we take twenty percent just to cover our staffing costs. Yeah, and then you've got your bar, and then we can make a profit yeah, on, on the, the bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, and we provide. That's sound. why you walk around with a machine gun, saying, "Have <laughs> another drink." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, get the shots in. Um, yeah, and we provide a door person, sound lights, and a sound engineer, and sometimes backline equipment. So it's quite a good deal. I know other venues in the town and in other towns, it's a seventy thirty split or sixty forty. So we are probably one of the more generous. So you're quite generous then, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I appreciate being in a band costs you money. You know, you've got to cover your costs. Yeah. Just to get from A to B, feed yourself, have a drink. Yeah, it's not like you. You can't just rock up with a drunk in a bag, can you? No, and you know we don't we don't have a magic money tree either. So you can't just go. Well, there you go. You're not a reason. Yeah. (laughs) So. You know, so it's it's an interesting one. You know, I've had a few discussions with agents who have put shows through the venue, and I'll say, well, I think they're going to pull twenty people, so we'll offer you this, or you can have a door split, or this, that, the other, and they're not happy. Yeah, so you make them sort of work, which is what we've been talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, work, work, for, work for your cash. That you know, if you can get people to come to a venue, yeah, and they're going to make more money, aren't they? Yeah, and from the other side of it is that if you do pull a hundred people, then you deserve to be paid a reasonable amount for that hundred people. Yeah, it's a good. You know, we're not. We're not in the business of trying to rip bands off. We like to be fair. And I know a few local bands have had an issue with us over the years and said, well, you never paid us, you never did that, that, other. But if you yeah. don't bring anyone in, why should we pay you when you haven't got yeah, any not... value to your performance? All, all you've done is a, a, a rehearsal, really, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and we've, we've never gone the other route. We've never had a band who's pulled no one and go, right, well, you need to pay us for our staff. We take it on the chin, you take that loss on the chin. You know, well, yeah, put, you know you, you're, yeah. if you're putting a, an event on, mm-hmm. you, you can't do the sound, you mm-hmm. can't pull pints, and you can't work the door, can you? You need other people. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, they won't pay it. Yeah, and your, your overheads are just opening the doors as well. You've got your business rates, which is an interesting one at the moment for us. Um, uh, you know, and you just, you're just general running costs of having a building. 
you know, your water rates, your electricity. Yeah, they don't make it easy, do they? No, no. Running a, an independent business in this country at the moment is possibly the hardest it's ever been. Yeah, because um, business, I know there's a lot of taxes and, uh, and yeah, and, and there's lots of red tape. Yeah, the, you, you know. you've got to jump through hoops and and I can't see it getting any better when we come out of Europe they properly. Don't, they but, don't you know. encourage you to do it, do they? No, really. Is that that you know? Very much so. Um, which could go back to all what we've been talking about prior as to why people don't make up that surplus cash, have they? No, no, you know, and you and you event ten pound. What do you get for ten pound? Oh, yeah. They're going by so so coffees or something now with a phone, yeah. don't they? And well, think you, nothing of it. Well, you think your cheapest if you're going to go watch a film at the cinema, the cheapest is usually a fiver now. Yeah. So, which is for one film, whereas for a tenner you can maybe come and have twice as much entertainment. And there's nothing event. like actually we we mm. say this many times actually being there. Mm. Yeah. That and you can listen to and, uh, and there's a feel, there's an atmosphere, and you just get that. Mm. Yeah, and the, the other side, what we said earlier, went with original bands as well, who you see in a venue this size or smaller. A few years, they could be main stage at Download or Reading Leeds, anywhere like that. We often put on our social media feeds, don't we? You know, you might just find, have a listen to this, well, you know, the shows we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, the Codfather on an alternative jukebox. Stuff like that, don't we? And we just say, you might actually tune in, have a listen, smile radio, and you might actually get to listen to your new favourite band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because they are, and there's some lovely cracking music out there. Oh, definitely, yeah. And and you, you're, let's say, you're you're at the the front line of it. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the simple, but I would sooner be entertained by a, a poor band mm. than no entertainment at all. Yeah, and yeah. take it, take that chance, and you know, like you say, ten pound, five pound. I suppose, like you say, your service station gigs are free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is as well, there's, there's a massive social aspect to attending a gig. If you you come to places regular, you're gonna meet people who come to those gigs. Gig as goers, well. yeah. You get them. You know, you get the same people who come to a few shows, and everyone's well in this venue. Certainly, it's quite a friendly venue. We don't we don't yeah. put up with idiots, you know. People are here for the music, and it's to have a good time and enjoy. And that if you don't get out to events, not just music, like you've mentioned, comedians, uh, over art events, spoken word, you might as well go out and enjoy your life. You know, yeah, life's there, living. There is, there is some like very creative people out there, aren't they? Oh yeah, I mean we're very lucky in Hull. There's, there's an absolutely massive. Yeah, it's, um, it's thriving. The, the, mm. you know, stuff's being created through all, all what yeah. you're going through now. But there's still a, you mm. know, there's a lot of good music coming out. You know, we oh. play quite a bit, don't we? And I wish show. Yeah, I mean, it, I always say it, it feels as if there's as many good bands now as there's ever been. Um, other cultural as, stuff. Yeah, there's just not as many good gig goers. Yeah, and it's a pity because I remember back, to, say, back to the eighties and nineties where you'd struggle. To find as many good bands as we're getting now, and it's just like, and I think something you touched on earlier, like with the social media side of things and technology, it's easier to be in a band now mm. than it ever was. Do you oh, think all yeah. them? Do you think yeah. all them gig goers have, have gone and be band goers? <laughs> they've, they've, they've turned into people who are playing a band rather than watch a band. Well, you don't seeing audiences, especially say at the acoustic small acoustic shows. I don't. A lot of the audience are other musicians, mm. um, which is is good for like the acoustic scene in Hull. I, I've not really mentioned it. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Like you say, you're getting yeah. three or four 
a Quality week, aren't you? Yeah, every, yeah. every week, aren't you? And um, over the two nights. Yeah. That's just the acoustic stuff. Yeah, and then that's just one venue. And yeah. then there must be a good dozen, 15 places in Hull putting quality acoustic nights on during the mm. week. And you just look at all that and you just think, how many good acts are out there? And, yeah, none of them are doing it to be... No, you know, make, make and a I think that's a misconception, isn't yeah. it, with a lot of people. You know, musicians will, will play music regardless. Well, they're doing it because they love playing yeah, and they love yeah. writing songs. Yeah, and it's, and, they're, and they're they appreciate if somebody wants to listen to it. So oh, yeah. People get out there, mm. go and listen. So we're going to... Uh, Talk a little bit about riders. Oh yes. <laughs> you just said, I want to know what's the strangest rider you've ever given, and how does that differ from using bands, and what did you actually ask for? Well, so uh, the strangest one you've ever asked. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with a strange one because we just well, don't. Well, we, we're quite. Or are you sort of like, well, this is what you're getting? We are to a degree. I mean, we often get requests from agents and management, and they're asking for bottles of Jack Daniels, bottles of vodka, and we're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. You're supposed to be playing a gig. You can't get mm. arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't no. know how to swear no, on no, that. No. No. That's so. No. Yeah. That, that's well, that's the yeah. yeah. And it, it's like you're taking the Michael now. You know. Yeah. A case of beer and a lot of soft drinks and teas and coffees. Exactly. And food. Whatever. That's all good. But when you start asking for buyouts oh. for twenty pound a head, you know. Well, yeah. but you know, and bottles of JD, and yeah. it's just like yeah, no. be realistic. Yeah. You know, especially the size venue we're at. And the size of the act, I suppose. Very much so, know. yeah. Like you, you know. say, you've got 30 people coming, that'll pay for your Jack Daniels. Yeah. I mean, we. we <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a couple of quid to get on the door, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I help out a couple of other promoters in the town, and I've done stuff at sort of City Hall, um, and been looking after the riders for some of the bands on there. And I'm just looking at what they're getting, and I just think that that's hundreds and hundreds of pounds of extra that mm. the promoter's having to find. Yeah. That's going to have to come out with the ticket sales somewhere. And it's not really, you know, I mean, back in my day, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I played City Hall and places like that, but not regularly. I mean, we, we were happy if we got a tray of sandwiches and some beer. Yeah, you that got a couple, a, of, a couple yeah. of beers and, and fed, fed yeah. and watered. Yeah, you know, that was a massive bonus for us. Um, I mean, saying that, we went the other route, one of the sort of function bands I think we used to do a lot of military bases. It was party band. And you used to get looked after wonderfully. You know, you'd you'd, you'd have free course meal before you even went on, which was always fun if you had to jump around the stage a bit. Yeah, I could imagine yeah. that. <laughs> Can I ask? Uh, we we came to see Soap Girls here, didn't we? Yeah. Um, what did they ask for? Did they ask for anything special? They just seemed really nice, down to earth girls. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't think that the they, heating putting on. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was maybe a lack of, lack of clothing, but that's another thing. Um, no, um. It was another promoter put that on one of our shows. Oh, right. um, good show, good gig. Yeah, yeah, I quite enjoyed them. You see, before the, when the chap booked it, I, I, I know the chap who was running that show. Um, and in fact, he's doing um, an all day rockabilly rock and roll show oh, in well, August. That be good, I yeah. think it's the first Saturday in August, mm, good. which will be interesting. Um, but yeah, he, he booked them, and obviously they've got a reputation. Yeah. Um, they've got their, their social media is quite interesting. Not probably not safe for work for most people. No, um, no, don't be googling them at work. Yeah, and, and I, I'd had some, um, I'd heard some stories from other venues and promoters and people I knew. What and being divas? Yeah, very oh, much really? so. Um, and then they rolled up, and they rolled up late, and they were, they were a pain to deal with. The 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 tour manager was quite a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, but they were they were fine to work with and they were very friendly and they put on a good gig. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, I 
didn't expect them to be as good as they were. And I think you got to get beyond that, you know, yeah, the dress sense or lack of it, yeah. therefore. But and people say oh, they're a novelty, and I just said we watched it, didn't we? And yeah. Within you forget because yeah. technically they're very good, it's very good, great vocal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic show, and you look beyond you. You didn't even notice that you know she didn't have a top on. Yeah. You yeah. know, we'll keep it relatively. But she, but you got, like you said, they were very good at what they did. Yeah, yeah, and and it isn't a novelty. It's just how they are. Yeah, and it, it's it's a bit of the point they're making. I think basically is be yes, there's an image, and this is what they like to dress and be like. But why shouldn't they do that if yeah. they want to? Yeah, they're not harming anyone. But it's totally, it's totally not an act. I mean, some mm. people do it for the novelty side of things. Oh, let's mm. let's shake my boobs about and do whatever. But these guys. We were there, first, second song. You didn't even see it anymore because the, the musicianship really yeah. just took over what they were wearing, what they were doing, and like, oh, what a set of pipes they are. Yeah, it was a good night. I mean, I was, I was disappointed we couldn't get them back. They're back in Hull again yeah, in yeah. June. Is it Polar Bear there? Uh, no, Adelphi, I think. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah, but the, we it's were already booked up, so yeah. they couldn't, the mm. promoter couldn't put them in here. So that was a bit disappointing because I did enjoy them. Yeah. I, would, I would have been quite happy to have them back. Um, yeah, but hey, oh, it's you know it there's only so is. many Fridays and Saturdays in the diary in a year. Yeah, right. We'll go to another break and we'll come back. We'll just ask a little bit about what's going on mm-hmm. next at the O'Reilly's. We've got we've got no words by uh, on the rise. Yeah, a lo- local. Uh, and we've got writer. is it taxi driver by Steel Pulse? Which one do you want first? Oh, uh, we'll go on the rise first. On the rise, no words. This is a local band.
steel post. Taxi driver. It said taxi driver, but I think it's called Your House, that one. Isn't it, it is, yeah, Your House. Yeah, I'm going to say, I just looked on there. That must be the album, it's off. Yeah. But uh, we're at O'Reilly, we're just about to wind up. We've got Darren Bunting, proprietor, musician, and all things musical. Uh, Charlatan, I got called the other day. Oh, Charlatan, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but that was a jazz keyboard player, so, you know, that's. Don't count. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take that serious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I say thank you for your time, it's been great, and it's quite a nice insight into. Just the daily grind of yeah, great. Putting, putting live music. You know, please come and come down here. Plenty of great music. Um, next gigs coming up. I know next few well, weeks. We've got some interesting bits and bobs um, on the tribute band front. We've got um, an Alice in Change tribute. And when's that? Seventh of March. Seventh of March. That's a, that's a good one. They're good. They played here before. A bit grungy. Yeah. We've got a Stones. Rolling first time we've had a Rolling Stones tribute here on the fourteenth of March. And totally different. On a Wednesday night, the 18th of March, we've got a Japanese thrash metal band called mm. Survive. Oh, um, and they, they've come by one of the good agents, should I say? Um, and they're supported by an English metal band called Kill All the Gentlemen, and a couple of local young thrash bands on as well. Um, but the agent also had a band called Vile Blast play here for us right. from Spain. They were absolutely fantastic. So I've got high hopes for this survive. I mean, you're not going to come from Japan to the UK and be rubbish, are you, really? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, so if people want to access tickets, right. I know you can pay on the door. I'm sure you can pay on the yeah. door. Yeah, mo- nearly every event we, we have door tickets. But um, but it's a little bit cheaper if you buy it before. Yeah, we always like to knock a bit of money off for advanced sales just to say thank you. A lot of people are putting the money where the mouth is. And, actually, and so yeah. where can they access the tickets? Uh, we sell all our online tickets via skiddle.com. Skiddle.com. All, all you have to do is put O'Reilly's in the search and you'll get a list of all the tickets that are available on there. Right. Um, we also tend to put tickets up on there for other promoters who are using the venue. Right. So people only have one place they have to go to. Well, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, um, it's a real good, it's a massive website. It's not Is that just off. for the local area, is it? Uh, no, no, it's a uh, national, it's international. international. Oh, right. Yeah, it, apparently it started off as pretty much a student website. Right. But now it, it covers all sorts of ticketing for venues. It's uh, spot on. Quite weird. We, been using it ever since we opened. And sort of what price? You look at eight, ten pound. Yeah, most most tribute band gigs are about eight pound in advance, ten pound on the door. That stuff like the the Japanese thrash metal band, I think that's like a five. It's a bit cheaper. So we're we're not it's expensive. It's a couple of pints, is it? No. I know you 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 your bar prices are pretty reasonable, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, three pound, three fifty for Guinness and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so it's, it's you know you're it's not paying pub, pub prices. Pub prices, yeah. So it's, yeah. you know if you want to slip, you can. Uh, yeah, there's there's worse things to do with your time. So you've got your social media page. Yeah, we've just got on Facebook O'Reilly's Hull. That's a good place to go check. We have all our events on there and ticket links. Uh, we've also do a fair bit on Google so if you just put in O'Reilly's Hall on Google so you get Skiddle up. and all that yeah. you've, you've got everything coming up yeah um, we, we should have our own website but that's just one of those time money situations mm. um, you know I mean the other thing I will point out which I mentioned earlier I do live music in Hull which is not just us that's everything going on in Hull that I know about that's yeah. on Facebook and Twitter and it is just all about promoting live music in Hull that's yeah needs to be done. Well, I think it needs to be done at all places, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, it, it, all being that, your, that your, where I am, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's quite refreshing that you know, for all 
you've you know you've had people stab you in the back call them what you want mm. you're still quite prepared to sort of say well you can have a bit of that they're not for me try there or I because like Lee said earlier on your passion for music is what really comes out oh yeah I mean I even share stuff from people I don't like yeah <laughs> but they'll never know <laughs> well yeah well, well if they do they do you know so but so skittle.com live music hall all them get on there whole yeah. rallies get on there get your tickets bought get yourself down great venue great guy and we're going to finish with uh, you've, what is it is it Davidium we've got lined Davidium up? yeah Davidium send, send nudes you don't have to send me nudes no no, no, no. It's, it's not, the doctor it's not will accept them though yeah, the, doctor. the doctor the doctor he likes uh, so if you send him one yeah, that'll, that'll do so we're about done thank you Darren O'Reilly's thank you Lee Dr Haynes himself for coming along we've had a cracking day good coffee and uh, we'll catch you next week and if you want to download any of this yep uh, www.thecodfatherdj.podbean.com we've got interviews on there um, the alternative show and the folk and blue show I think there's even a review of the gig we did here oh that's on the website that's on the website that's www.thecodfatherdj.com correct yep and we're also on Smile Radio on Mondays and Fridays Fridays yep 8 till 9 with the Folk and Blues Monday on a Monday that's www.smileradio.co and the same alternative jukebox on a Friday 9 till 10 yep that's a little bit more explicit like you say there's you know it's not for couple of rest bombs yeah there's there's a little bit of a win on there so send nudes please and uh, thanks for listening
Yeah.